The date is the 30th of September 2002. It's been 13 months since the first series finished, and in that time it's won two BAFTAs, one for Best Comedy Series and one for Best Actor. It's been repeated to a growing cult following and has gone from a televisual underdog at risk of being cancelled to a firm fan favourite. This is episode one, series two of The Office. Oh, there's a good job Eric Fitzroy isn't here. <laughs> you know what he'd be saying. I don't agree with that in the podcast. <laughs> What's that? Imagine if Eric, you know, came along and protected him. It'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Oh, my, my wife loves you, but I don't agree with that in the podcast. <laughs> What's that, Eric? You've given up being a Los Angeles detective and you've got a small hotel in Torquay. Oh, don't mention the war. I mentioned it earlier. I think I've got away with it. No, I don't agree with that in the podcast. I don't agree with that in the podcast. You don't know who Eric Fitzroy is. Yeah, but I didn't know he talked like that. He talks exactly like that. We heard Harry Enfield. <laughs> We're not doing this. <laughs> we are not getting on to Harry Enfield. Yes, we don't. No. You just want that's to, it. That's the quote. He just wants to do the whole thing. It's been okay, too long. Right, enough. He's off the leash. He's, he's, he's been unleashed. That's yeah. the I apologise for that extremely unnecessarily long <laughs> intro, guys. That was unbelievable. Okay. Well, either way, well done. <laughs> Is what happens. Man alive. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the first episode in series two of the Wernham Blog podcast, the only podcast dedicated to breaking down, discussing, and reviewing at length the UK edition of The Office. My name's James, and with me, he's not advocating the use of drugs. He's talking to listeners on their level because he can communicate with people from all walks of life. It's Danny. Oh, evening all. <laughs> and he could just say big cock and not mention the colour. It's Seth. James, I can't believe the way you think to introduce me is by telling racist jokes. <laughs> and he doesn't agree with that in the workplace, it's Jack. Only me! <laughs> so, here we are guys, we're taking our little break, and now we're back, ready to have some fun, ready yeah. to talk about the first episode in Series 2. Indeed. Raring to go. How have you guys found the last few weeks, not talking about The Office? Well, I've, I've still been talking about it. Still been quoting. Still been thinking about it. <laughs> if only you could stop. <laughs> yeah. Still been living it, still been breathing it. Yeah. <laughs> there hasn't been a day that's gone by, but we haven't been messaging each other in the, uh, in the Facebook yeah. group anyway, so yeah. it's, Genuinely it's, doesn't it's go like away. we haven't stopped. It's actually harder than you'd think to coordinate four people's diaries like once a week. You know, especially you yeah, don't know how lucky country, you are. Yeah, especially when I'm not even in this yeah, country. Exactly. <laughs> so this is the first time oh. all four of us have been together since the very first episode. Yeah. Correct. But yeah, we're back for episode one of series two, which is... I think a great episode to come back for because it is so. just it's it's a great episode. Let's just start off just saying absolutely it's a fantastic episode. I think the thing is when we did that sort of knockout tournament with all the different episodes, I feel like my judgment's been a bit clouded by the fact that training did so well mm. and it's kind of eclipsed all the other episodes. Yeah, but watching this one back, I'm suddenly thinking, man, like this is an awesome, awesome, awesome episode. Well, Danny was saying he thinks it might be his favourite episode of all time. Well, it's very funny. It's got my favourite bit of all time. His speech to the swindle lot. For me, that's the best. <laughs> that is one of the most. I can't even quote it without corpsing. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing that struck me watching this episode is right from the get-go, this series is funnier. I laugh more. It is, yeah, I yeah, laugh yeah, more yeah, watching yeah. it. And me and Danny were talking a little bit about this earlier. Brent is more how I remember him. Yeah. He's more likeable. Yeah, he's yeah, more yeah, the yeah. underdog. Um, he's more vulnerable, perhaps. Yeah. Um, he's more how I remember Brent. When I think of Brent, he's exactly how he is doing the the speech to the Swindon lot. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a lot more seedy and dark in series one, and it's because, like we were saying, now in series two, even though even just in, a, in one episode of it, he's got a foil now. Yeah, he's, he's got, got, got the foil on Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Series one, 
despite all the cringe and the kind of awkward moments he puts himself in, he doesn't really, looking reflecting back on it, he doesn't really have any moments where he ever doubts himself, does mm. he? No, he's, yeah, exactly. he's completely confident <clears throat> for the whole uh, series in Series 1, mm. and he doesn't really have any kind of like dark kind of depths that he sinks into to kind of really reflect on himself but in series two straight away he's got it with Neil with the Swindon lot coming in he's got to reflect on am I funny and that's set up in this episode and that will run through the whole second series where he has to kind of question himself and he can kind of question his confidence and, and what he perceives himself to be yeah that's what the first three episodes of this series yeah. are all about yeah. It's so we threatening him right? getting destroyed, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... It's a bit sick that we enjoy it so much. Yeah, right? never... so, this guy was supposed to love him to bits, but actually we love it more when he's really... You know, no, but it's drama, though, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a comedy, but you do need yeah. that, that kind mm. of like... You need those dramatic... Um... Well, it's a comedy, but it's got a drama narrative. Yeah, right? exactly. It doesn't yeah. have a comedy narrative. <laughs> yeah. Comedy's incidental, most Well, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dramatic and, narrative. And, and to make something dramatic and to make an interesting storyline, to really get you invested. I mean, Series 1 was amazing, but you do need... Um, to feel empathy for someone, you do need he, you need the, the the protagonist, whoever it is, the main character, to have um, like obstacles Strife. to fight against. Yeah. And in series one, he didn't really have that. Looking back on it, mm. in the same way that you, yeah, we said gone. at the beginning, didn't we? We have your first episode, which sets out the stall, and then you can start having some fun with it in episodes two and three. Yeah. This is just like a bigger version of that, isn't it? Once you've got the first series done and out of the way, and you know it's not going to get cancelled, second series is commissioned. Right now, they can really have some fun. They've yeah, already yeah. established all the characters. They can just start to play with it. Yeah. There's a confidence in Brent. I think he's more defined as a character. Yeah, exactly. And, he, yeah, and it's, yeah. he's easier to define because the thread is that he's more of the underdog in this series. So you're constantly looking at him as an underdog. You're constantly rooting for him. <coughs> Let's talk a bit more about Neil before we start, actually, because I really like Neil as a character, I have to say. He's oh. a really good character. But, no, no, as a character, okay, this is where we're going to fight this. He's so necessary. Yeah, he is, completely. As a writing construct. As a tool. He's absolutely necessary. Yeah, he's a tool. And uh, played by Patrick Ballady. 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 Yeah. Ballady. Yes. Big well, shout out. You know, every, every iconic character needs their foil, right? Batman and the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. what it Keith is. Keith and yeah. Mick, you know, there yeah. has to be that foil. Yeah. And mm. Neil fits out perfectly. Better than Finchie, because Finchie's right. too much of an all-out bully. There's a subtlety to Neil. In this episode, he's not so much foil, he's just cling film at this stage. He'll become, <laughs> he'll become <laughs> a foil over Why is he cling film, Moxie? Well, you know, transparent. Well, you know, yeah. Because he's transparent and does a good job. Yeah. Foil foil being the top thing, cling film, and then there's bacon parchment in between. Pathetic analogy. (laughs) Is it? Is it? We might as well. You've got to complain. Right. Okay, cool. So this is the first time we actually open on episode, which isn't the the starting credits. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Tim and Gareth don't even argue in it. Tim even ends up laughing by the end of it and joining in. It's just like just pure like 
enjoyment of these characters. And it's something that can together. happen in any office as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, There's that no is a point being moment. made. It's just, yeah. Right, so then handbag and drag rag, <coughs> boom, we're back into it. Straight into a talking head from Tim. And it's a good one because actually he's answering a question, he's not just talking. So, and his first thing he says is, I haven't given up on university. And then oh, he proceeds to explain, yeah, and well, and he goes on to explain basically, this is just something that everybody goes through and it's time to grow up. Yeah. I actually don't like him that much in this episode. I actually feel, almost feel sorry for Gareth when he's having a go at him. Yeah, but because, Tim's being very... Because he's Tim's being, being petty and efficient. Yeah, yeah he's, he's been because, very... He protective. does struggle both he's been, sides. He's, he's becoming Brent-like. He's still got that, like I was saying, in, in, in towards the end of Series yeah, 1, true. when he, especially when he got in, in the last episode of Series 1, he becomes very Brentish, doesn't he? And, mm. and that's still, in this first episode, that's still there until the end. He, right. goes very, he goes full circle in this episode. And yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. much back to his old self. Yeah, yeah. Which is actually a really nice return to form from Tim later. Because you know that's really nice really to see But that it's also a bit of a shame because I remember in our predictions for what... I mean, we obviously knew what was going to happen in Series 2. Yeah, when, I was going to say, yeah. we weren't exactly predictions, we did, really. In, 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 in case you forgot, in, the last, in, in our last episode, we were kind of doing... Um, inverted quotes, predictions of what we thought, generally, judging by having watched the whole series one through, what predict what might happen in series two. And I was saying it would have been interesting if they carried on this whole Tim turning Brentish for a bit longer, but mm. it does only go on in this one episode, doesn't it? If, and what happened to Terry the assistant as well? Terry the assistant? Yeah, you know, Neil's assistant. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. We, we, he was we, in the we TA, that in painstaking detail oh, last yeah, yeah. time. Yeah. I was, I was in, he was I, in the TA, wasn't he? Too? Yeah, yeah, because... Yeah. No, he was, in, he was regular army. Regular. Yeah, I, still yeah, yeah. Think I still think it's disappointing that he uh, it, wasn't brought in. All I can say on that matter <laughs> is my dad's called Terry and he was in the regular army, so... Lieutenant, sir. No, he was a sergeant, wasn't he? Could have been in it. Who's used all the penicillin? Terry Robinson. Some tart. So Tim's making the point. So, <laughs> Danny, Sorry, Dad, laugh, if you man. do listen to this, I know you're, he listens to this. You're <laughs> laugh, Danny. It's just it cuts through me like butter. Mm. <laughs> and like, all right, so oh, Tim crumbs. And we also oh, see right. Tim interacting with Dawn, don't we? We get a reminder of how awkward it is between Tim and Dawn. <laughs> yes, yeah. come on, listen to listen to Jack, guys. Stop <laughs> trying to derail two, this podcast. It's again. two weeks later, and it still hasn't. Things still haven't sorted out between Tim and Dawn, have they? There's there's a rare moment of almost tenderness between Lee and Dawn. Yeah, and I like for, it. A, yeah, for a yeah, moment yeah. that the, the the roles are reversed, and Lee yeah. and Dawn are, are quite sweet, and then yeah. Tim's being a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be caught back. I'm really glad they popped Brassman. Top Brassman in about. And I'm really glad they left that bit in with with Lee and Dawn having that nice little moment together, because actually. Otherwise, it's a little bit unrealistic. Why yeah, they're no, together they're not, and they're they not a match. I was going to say, if if he if they'd left it too long with Lee just being an arsehole and with no redeeming qualities, and you're not seeing why Dawn would be with her, Even in the end, you'd just go, you know what, Dawn, you're an idiot. You yeah. would stop feeling sympathy for, it, especially since you don't get really very much of her inner thoughts anyway, because she doesn't have many talking. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. If they'd carried on with Lee being an arsehole and Dawn just apparently either being oblivious to it or ignoring putting it, up with it or putting up with it then we would have started to have less sympathy for Dawn mm. and want him to you know get yeah. on with his life but as it is they kind of balance that kind of they, 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 they got a nice balance where, where, yeah. where Lee's not the worst bloke in the world because he's a bit of a mixed he's not a total finchy he's a bit of a mixed Lee but then Dawn goes over to Tim and he just cuts her off and says oh phone and yeah, just get that yeah. and she's just sort of a bit taken aback by it you know that's yeah. not the Tim she knows but we haven't seen them have a kind of a uh, like a an unawkward moment since episode three is that no episode four that's training isn't it yes that's when at the end of that obviously Dawn uh, Tim asks Dawn out and she says you can't and since then it's been awkward and it's now three episodes later and they're still awkward with each other 
he, he meant as a friend. <laughs> yeah, right, of course he did. <laughs> no, but, but it's yeah, nice. Like, it's, it, yeah, but it's yeah, nice. It's just, to, just as sure as that airplane wasn't planned, he meant as a friend. Oh, God, don't go into that. Don't break up old Graves. <laughs> Man alive. <laughs> fucking airplane. I put that we on took Facebook. That to, and Facebook and Twitter, and it's still not been there. Uh... Well, to be fair, actually, I think more people seem to be agreeing with Danny on that. I, I can't see how you could. Well, no, technically, what they said oh, is that. No, let's not do it again. No, come oh, on. Right, whatever, we won't go to that. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Ship flights on those. <laughs> Although it was interesting that you and Macintosh, okay, Big Keith, came, so, yeah. came out and said, it's, which I didn't know actually, so forget never about the airplane thing. This is an interesting fact. Never filmed in Slough. Mm. I never would have considered that. Never went anywhere near Slough. Why would they? But the, well, the, 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 the original shot London, why not is Slough. The opening shot is yeah, 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 yeah. It's just oh, a So I always thought uh, Ricky Gervais commuted out to Slough to make it. Well, why <laughs> wouldn't he? Why is this? Well, why is it only different to Tom Cruise commuting out to Pinewood yeah. or like to, yeah. to Boreham Wood? Do you think? He's doing do you think Lee and Dawn went to Florida to shoot that scene in the oh. garden? <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's planes all around London anyway. So Slough, <laughs> uh, you know, all right. Jack well, whatever. Let's uh, not. London City Airport. There's planes everywhere. <laughs> just name an airport. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of them, isn't it? These bloody airports. They're full of airplanes. Got any other airports you want to name? While we've given you a forum for this. JFK. John Lennon. Obsession. So, just to pull us back on (laughs) this next scene, right? David's being called to reception because Neil has arrived. Mm. Here we go. Neil Godwin. Neil Neil Godwin. In his his great uh, Armani jacket. Armani jacket, yeah. Well, Danny, what do you think of Mr. Neil Godwin? (laughs) Well, we can start a regular feature on this. Yes. Neil makes me laugh. This is interfering. So timing. You said that like you think that's going to be the. the... Yeah, it is. Oh, what was it? So this so is going to be the jingle. <laughs> this is the jingle. Here we go. Okay, so can we have the jingle, please, from Danny? A new regular feature okay. where Danny has a little rant about Neil. Neil makes me laugh. This is interfering. This is timing. So what have you got for us today, Danny? Everyone says like Neil's only holding the Christmas specials, but I think it's pretty obvious from episode one of series two that he's going to be snide. And he's anti David Brent. No, I'm a Danny. Look, looking here. back, there is little. There's plenty of evidence. Like, look at the way he reacts to the inside paper. He go, he he's snide straight away. He's going, oh, you look younger there. Yeah. Oh, it's eighteen Subtle. months old. Like, you know, oh yeah, don't don't enjoy your eighteen month old inside paper. I'm putting you down. And in this first scene, he keeps on mentioning he's David's boss. Like he yes. can't let it drop. He, well, and I'm David's boss. I'm looking after him. That's what he, he says. He has to highlight that he was drunk at the um, Ipswich conference. He has to run that in as Most well. Most of the week, as it's, he remembers. If, if yeah, it was dawn, yeah. then David Brent would be getting all friendly and going, well, oh, I haven't had this week of us. You know what I mean? You wouldn't notice it if you were just watching this one episode. But knowing what happens, and knowing what happens in the mm-hmm. Christmas special, and knowing how we grow to kind of feel about Neil... There's little kind of he he does drop in little passive aggressive things here. Like he he's mm. he's just as aware in the, throughout this episode. He's just as aware of the cameras as Brent is, but he's playing the long game. He's a bit more socially aware, and he's just kind of t- putting in these little digs to make David look stupid. It's I all think, there. I definitely think there's a, there's a, a measure of smugness about Neil from yeah. the beginning, but I don't think he's deliberately going in to sort of set Brent up, sabotage him, anything like that. But. But some of the things that David says to him and, and that says in front of him in this episode will potentially shape his opinion of David moving forward in these other episodes you're talking about. Yeah, and yeah. think about it in isolation. He comes in, David comes over and is, is not actually talking to him when he introduces him. I don't know if you noticed, David's actually got his back to him the whole time and he's talking to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing the introduction as though this is his The David Show and Neil's just here as a guest. And actually Neil's just maybe correcting him because he actually wants to make sure that this relationship gets off on the yeah. right foot. I am David's boss. Yeah. I'm here to run this company. Yeah, that's not, that's you know not I mean? him. He Brent, is, yeah. 
Yeah, this is a job, not a TV show, don't forget, as far as the real reality of this show is concerned. Brent's not an innocent party Brent forgets that, but Neil doesn't. Brent's not an innocent party in all of this, I don't think. I, I do agree with you that Neil, I don't like Neil, he's smug, but Brent is not completely innocent Innocent in all of that. Yeah. He, you know, he it takes two to tango. Yeah, and if you, yeah. See, it, and if you see it through Neil's perspective, imagine if it was a show about Neil coming into and David Brent was just a guest in this one in this one episode of Neil's show. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be a laugh. Yeah. Be like that at a party. No. <laughs> but uh, this guy David Brent would just be making racist jokes, making Absolutely. gay jokes. Or like Neil a does do that as well. well yeah, 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 Neil does that as well. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Well, Neil but does, he does it with do. more charm and confidence and charisma, so oh, he gets away with it. I, I like how, what's not said as well in his joke that's funny. Yeah, exactly. I like yeah. how riled up Danny gets about Neil. Look at him, he's, got, he's almost got his back to the he's, mic. He's almost, he's almost like, no, you're saying good things about Neil, I'm not having it. I just think that, you know, he's a, you know... He's he a, doesn't like David. Whatever David does, Neil's not going to like him. David, okay, probably if he's really professional and does really well, he's maybe got a chance to correct Neil's impression, but he's starting on the back foot with Neil. Well, definitely. my question to you then, Danny, and obviously everyone else is. <laughs> we can go, sir. Yeah, yeah. Just leave it to it. Do you think that Neil's maybe a little bit defensive because he knows, or maybe he doesn't know, but David would have had Neil's job, wouldn't he? Yeah. So when Dave, when Very Neil true. keeps going, I'm I'm David's boss. You know, I'm I'm. What does he say? I'm looking I'm looking after him, as it were. That would have been Brent. Two I wonder weeks, if he knows two that. Two weeks though. ago. I yeah, this if he knows thing. That. And if he does know it, do you think maybe he's a bit defensive about yeah. it? And that's why he wants to lay down the law of that. You know, just yeah. in case anyone's Because to be fair, he hasn't got 29 in the population on his side. Because you know? well, exactly. if David wasn't the kind of character he is, actually, he might be even more difficult as a person yeah. to manage. And actually, yeah, yeah. basically, turn around to him and said, you know what? You're only managing me because I've got high blood pressure. Actually, I'm the better <laughs> man for the job. And yeah. that would be a horrendous dynamic to, to yeah, live yeah, with yeah, as, a, yeah. as, a, as an employee and a manager. Blood pressure, not always easy, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, just fishing a quote out of it. So we cut to a talking head of David where he reminds us about the fact that he's just had to make all these redundancies no more than two weeks ago. Yeah. And more, most importantly, he's told, described how he lost his secretary, Karen, yeah, last Karen in, Roper. first out, which is very sad, really difficult, but he's coping. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think anyone's ever been. How she feels. I don't think anyone's ever been thrown under the bus quite so much yeah, as Karen Roto, isn't it? She yeah. came in, she got hit on, headbutted, and made redundant. And she shouldn't have taken within two weeks. Like a week. Within yeah, two weeks, a week, yeah. she had another job. And she had another job. And she wouldn't have taken it. And he, he said to her, "Oh yeah, we'll put you on a month, just you know, just to see if we." Much probation, just to see if we. Because he knew he was going to have to make a redundant. Yeah, but it's you know, Dawn can do most of it anyway. And it's funny that when you when he says, "Oh, that that was really hard," you imagine that. He's going to be talking about you know how Karen took yeah, yeah, really yeah. about himself and how he's yeah, yeah. Yeah. coping. I roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the girly head <laughs> and, Yeah. So then we cut to Gareth and Tim sitting at the desk, and then David says, "Oh, we're going to do a speech later. Look forward yeah. to that." But you guys can't wait because he's just oh. he, he's buzzing that he gets to do this speech. He's so excited about the content <laughs> of his speech, and I love that because he's he's so yeah, he's he's really yeah, he's, he's yeah. proper building up the speech, and he says, "Right, he's going to do this speech he's later in front of the Swindon lot," and you know, and you see this little piece of white. Oh. He's talking about how hilarious it's going to be, and you know the audience knows it's just a ticking time bomb. Absolutely, you know, you just know it's not going to be funny, and you're just you're just waiting for how cringy it's going to be. Exactly, that's up it. all night rehearsing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, could you imagine? I'd love to have seen him do it in the mirror though, because yeah, do you know yeah. I mean? does he actually think it's good? He must yeah, he do, I guess. It. He, he obviously it. does. Yeah. yeah, he really believes in it. So he goes in all guns blazing. He's like a greyhound out of the tracks when he goes in. So. Uh, while David's explaining about how he's so excited to do this speech, Gareth thinks, oh, I can help him. I've got a joke for you. And so, he goes on to tell this joke about the royal family. Yeah. Danny, do you want to maybe tell us the joke? I mean, the royal family, 
they're playing 20 questions. In fact, I don't want to tell you the whole joke because it's part of my quick quizzes about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked your quiz up so badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we all know it so oh, well. I can't yeah. imagine what the question's going to be. You must yeah, how, could we, how could you have a question on it? It'll be who, ah, it'll be who guessed it. It, it. No, no, <laughs> no, if no, I tell you. But basically, the joke is it's the royal family playing 20 questions and the Camilla is thinking of a black man's cock. Ooh, trust Camilla. <laughs> trust Camilla, yeah. And, um... <laughs> Yeah, they get it, and if the, if the, the queen gets it, it, they yeah. get it. You know, for one thing, it's, it's the royal family talking Under about Under weaknesses, you put Joe Kelly. And it's a black man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't tell you, can't tell you the whole thing, because I'll give you what, look. The worst time. Danny, we know the joke. We've done it about five yeah, million times. Charles question. says, is it a very big of a bread bin? Yeah. Prince Philip says, can, can I, I put it in my mouth? We know who says what. We know which character say it. So just tell the real You try something. Too much of an easy question, Danny. Yeah. Everyone listening to this knows the black man's culture. We don't need to go over it. Basically, yeah, no. yeah. and we have and we have <laughs> been we, accused. We have to listen to it. We have been accused we, of laughing at verbatim quoting. We, well we, so. <laughs> we as the the <laughs> point, don't we, let it get to you. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. let that horrible hit try. We as the audience had to listen to this joke three times because we have listened to Gareth preparing it, we have listened to David telling yeah. it, and then we have listened to him repeating it again to Jennifer. I think I'll that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, what's the context? Three times we have to listen to it. But right. that's brilliant right now, I love that. They, they set it up, yeah, they, they, they put it in early. So oh, no, it's a brilliant setup. that whole thing. Yeah. They put the black man's cock in early. So <laughs> <laughs> always for the best. So, but, but, but again, it's, it's this kind of, um, there's this dramatic uh, function called a Chekhov's gun, right, which is where uh, the, the playwright Chekhov came up with this idea that if you, if you introduce a gun in a play, or at the beginning of a story or a film or whatever it is, then that gun has to be, be fired later on. Like, you can't introduce something as big as that without it coming into play in a big way later on in the right, story. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Gareth tells this joke, and it's a pretty racy joke. It's a funny scene, but we know as an audience, right, that's, something's going to happen with that later. That's right. going to come back. Okay, yeah, that, that's that joke's going to come yeah, back. Yeah, like and that, it does yeah. in a big like, way, yeah. It's like Kirby Enthusiasm. Every episode, every Auckland County, you know it's going to come yeah, back. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. I like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's worth yeah, knowing, yeah. isn't it? Put a sensible thing you've said all day. <laughs> I can look more intelligent in conversations with people now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of Chekhov's gun? <laughs> no, not only because they've heard the podcast. So most people, everybody you know. No, nah, not heard everybody. First time more intellectual. We're speaking about a Chekhov earlier. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We were speaking about, what's his name? Oh, I don't know. Who cares? Make, make a quiz about Anton, him. That'd Anton Chekhov. Just thinking about Anton Chekhov. Anton Chekhov's four foot six. It's <laughs> 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 put me off what I was doing now, was I? And speaking of ticking time bombs to cringiness, when we see the Swindon lot turn up and we see there's a black guy, we see there's a woman <laughs> in a wheelchair, we again, we just know, right, here's the characters that Brent's going to have to interact with Absolutely. at some point in the series. So you know, how's that yeah, go? we get both of them in this episode. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So David's standing there, not really talking to anybody, just saying the odd thing, just as there's people talking around him. And Neil comes over and gives a kiss on the cheek to each of his employees. Yeah. And you've got David's commentary on that saying, oh, kissing her, I don't do that with mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. And then Jennifer comes in and he gives her two kisses on the cheek and he goes, oh, he does it to everybody. Means less. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's, like, when he, it's, it's particularly when he does it to Jennifer, he doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's that running thing with him Jennifer. all the time that he has to provide sort of a subtle commentary to what Neil's doing to try yeah, and influence yeah. what other people think of it. Yeah. And he does it later on with, oh, that looks gay. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or it's a bit sweet. All that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah, that he does yeah. is to chip away at Neil's credibility with his own staff. Yeah. He goes on to say, I'm experienced in this sort of thing. Don't worry, you're in safe hands. I'm yeah, going to yeah. welcome this lot. They're going to feel yeah. like they've been never, they're, this is their yeah. home they've always had. And then there's that con contrast between what he's saying and yeah. how he actually and is. What we already read that. Yeah. Yeah. But before we, again, as you were saying, Jack, this is just a time bomb. Even though he's doing this talking ahead to us, explaining to us, the audience, how well, how well he's going to do, we know it's not going to work. Yeah. But then he goes on to talk about this incident 
when he was at this conference and he was doing these impressions of Eric Kitsmore and everyone was laughing. My yeah. question to you guys, was, was he, everybody laughing? Was everybody laughing? Well, they probably were because Eric Kitsmore had probably just been on. Yeah, so it probably yeah. was quite yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, talking that voice. I mean, I'd laugh <laughs> if, I, if I knew he was. And we, we, we've already said that he got voted in by the board and my theory is that the board who voted for him to take the mm. job that Neil ended up getting originally, um, I reckon they were full of people like Eric Hitchmo and uh, Sammy Ewell. The old guard. Yeah, 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 those guys yeah. that I reckon, who probably is who, probably quite like Brent. Is probably who Brent has his liquid lunches yeah, with. Yeah. And I reckon when he's not, when the cameras aren't on, so he hasn't got so much pressure, when he's just in front of his mates who he knows that they're going to laugh at him, I reckon he can switch it on and be quite funny. Quite, quite funny. Yeah. So, so that, I that, reckon, yes, at the Coventry conference, me, I reckon he got laughs. That makes me think yeah. also then, part of what he's threatened about O'Neill is he represents this new era yeah. the, of younger, suave sort of, and the new lot, and he's kind of, he, he's he's suave. he's thinking about the <laughs> well, he, he can't, he's he's suave comparatively you he's know, compared suave. to Brent, um, but he represents a shift in in the whole dynamic of yeah, Adam yeah. Hock and the old guard and you know um, the likes of Eric Hitchmo and becoming dinosaurs you know with yeah, the company. Yeah. Okay, so now Danny, your favourite bit, my favourite four minutes and eleven seconds of television ever. <laughs> David Brent speaks to the swing a lot. So this is the point in the episode where we would normally go to a word from our sponsors. However, we thought it would be a great idea when we first started this podcast to do references to various companies in the show that we could do adverts for, but we fast realising that there aren't many left. So we came up with the idea that we've got lots of listeners and presumably lots of you guys have got companies and products and bands and things that you guys want to sell. So we're going to offer free advertising space during our podcast for anything and everything you guys are doing. So drop us an email. It's wernandblogpodcast at gmail. And let us know what you want us to sell. And we'll have a look through the emails and we'll give you guys a big shout out. And here is the first of them. I'm coming up, so you better get this party started. Shamon! I'm in the pink. Pink office supplies, that is. The world of office supplies is a big place. I don't care if you're in the market for ink, toner, stationery, office furniture, or signage and labels. Think pink. Different office supplies for different needs. Oh, got a 406 error on your printer and don't know how to fix it? At Pink Office, we offer a managed print service. Is our printer successful? We'll let you be the judge of that when we tell you that they partner with little-known companies such as HP and Xerox. Used the internet before? Easy, innit? Log on to pinkoffice.co.uk and you can order everything there. And if you like to read a book a week, you can even order a paper catalogue. Grandad. Give Tom and the team a call to find out how they can save your business time and... Bunce. Bunce and burner. Nice little earner. Hence the money on 0800 043 6000. Order by 5.30 for next day delivery. Fact. Pink office. Service with a passion. <laughs> office. Just talking about on the uh, podcast, this sitcom office. Neil introduces him and he stands up thinking it's his turn to speak and then it isn't. I didn't notice this so I watched it a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah, he just stands up like what well, he talked, but Neil's still introducing him and he makes Neil makes what to me are pretty mundane, unfunny jokes. Slagging off Sal. It's pretty routine stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's good. Pretty routine. Does a good job. Oh. Nowadays he would get in trouble for making that game. Yeah, joke. probably, yeah. But about having a whole new group of men underneath him. Possibly. But it's yeah, it's pitched well. It's it's a but, but the humour he uses and the, and the, the way he does it and, and his delivery is appropriate 
for the, that kind of meeting. And that's why people laugh, because they feel comfortable, because he's kind of got them in the palm of his hand, because he's doing it, what seems as being off the cuff. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's just, and he's just like, doing his little joke. Do no, 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 no. <laughs> he's doing it, what seems to be off the cuff. He's doing it with a bit of charisma. He's not... He's not pushing it too much. He's not being awkward about it. And that's why people are like, okay, I'll give him a laugh. Just Brent is yeah. too desperate. And actually, it's relevant desperate. and has structure. Basically, he's saying, I yeah. moved here. That's a joke yeah. about it. I'm nice to meet you all. That's it's a joke like, about it. Some of you know target. me. And you know you, what I mean? It's yeah, a joke it's, that it's accompanies. Not, it, the jokes aren't the whole point of his speech, basically. No, yeah, 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 it's yeah, just yeah. a little broad introduction. Yeah, he yeah. looks comfortable <laughs> doing it. And David, he stood there with his little notes. Yeah. Like, you know, shaking. Desperate for every single joke to hit the spot. It's the notes that bring him down. It's so funny to compare. Would laugh, though. It it's would so be. funny to compare that to when, well, as they're going in, Brent obviously thinks, he looks at Neil and he thinks, this guy isn't a comedian, yeah. he's got nothing. So he says, bring me on, enjoy yeah, the yeah, show. Just, just, just calm down, don't be nervous, bring me on, enjoy the show. Yeah. And then to see what actually then happens is just, oh God, it's a car crash. The thing is, obviously Neil knows David from the Coventry conference or whatever yeah. it was, right? But Ipswich conference. Ipswich conference, sorry. That's a good question. Sorry, Danny, that's fucking crazy. Obviously, Neil knows him from the... you looking, haven't you? So you're, can't barely that, read your that, writing. That's that ruined. But that always gets mixed up because it's Hitchmark at the area. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he knows him from the Ipswich conference. You might as well start the quiz again, Danny. Sorry, mate. You'll cross those out. Yeah. Start again. Kick that out. <laughs> but leave um, that one in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so basically. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Yeah. So, so Neil knows him from the uh, Ipswich conference. So when, yeah. so when David Brent says to him, just introduce me and enjoy the show. Yeah. What is he thinking? Do you know what I mean? Is he because he smiles and kind yeah, of half yeah, laughs? Oh wait, he's but does so he know he thinks he's going to be hilarious? Does David? Does he think he's going to crash and burn, or do you reckon he thinks he's going to? No, he oh, oh, what does Neil think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, D Neil thinks. Um, I think Neil's on the fence. He doesn't really know because he looks like quite anticipated. Yeah, Neil's just kind of like, I'm not sure about this. He keeps trying to make jokes, and I'm not sure. Neil's a bit guarded, but like, once you, I mean, Neil's trying to be professional. We, we know what what kind of character wow. he becomes, and we know how much more kind of like pushy and stuff he gets. So he's a lot more guarded in this episode. You know, he was saying there about me being the top of the pile of men, like saying I'm gay. Right, I'm not gay. In fact, I can honestly say I've never come over a little queer. <laughs> I think his speech is funny. <laughs> it's funnier than Neil's, actually. Yeah. I would you have laughed? If you were in that room, would you have, would would have been I think I would have laughed. I, I mean, would have doubled over, <laughs> dying, laughing. If, if, I I was was if that was my boss and he was so mean as well, never come over a little queer and <laughs> Harry Enfield impressions, I'd literally be dying laughing. This is it. Genuinely would. Obviously, this, obviously, I would now, even if, even if I hadn't watched this, it would still have made me laugh. It isn't, but that scene is another thing where I think they, they put the, um, the whole thing of trying to get Brent as a cringy character over. Yeah, yeah. They put that above realism because I think in real life, yeah, people would have laughed just out of how cringy it was. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They, they wouldn't have just been stony silence. Yeah, Maybe that, from yeah. the Swindon lot because they don't know him, but like Tim and that lot would have been cracking up. Yeah, so the, the stony is, silence was a bit unrealistic, yeah. actually. He's putting a massive amount of pressure on the audience to laugh because yeah. there's no other context. And he's reading it from the notes. And then he basically, he does these jokes, they all fall flat, and then he's sort of, his eyes, he gets wild eyes and he's sort of yeah, yeah, scrambling, yeah. panicking, doesn't know what to do. I know, I'll fall back on the only thing, frankly, that's probably ever worked. <laughs> oh, it's a good job Eric Hitchmo isn't here. Because you know what he'd say? Oh, those would be with us in the workplace, wouldn't he? Uh, no, remember, before he gets to Hitchmo, he's he's already got annoyed with his audience for not finding two Ronnies funny. I know, that's the he's two Ronnies. He's criticised their ignorance of British comedy. Yeah, yeah. he's, re he's really like... Oh, he's someone his phone this is off. another reason why, but yeah. Then the phone goes off and he gets all angry. Yeah, he's blaming his audience. And Neil just did it smooth, like, you know, confident. Sexy. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice Danny's face. Yeah. He really doesn't like me. Have you shagged him yet? Bet you bloody have, ain't you? He's tasty. But yeah, so he's completely failed, and then literally, this is probably the first time we see Brent just admit defeat in front of the camera. Yeah. 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 You try summon, and that's. Oh, and that's this is it. a real God, so feeling awkward. sorry for him bit. Like, but again, yeah, Neil just goes, uh, thank you, David. And he gets up, and everyone just moves on, and Brent, oh. and Brent just sits back down, and the camera zooms in on him, and he just looks so Deflated. defeated. Yeah. Deflated, yeah, mm. and it is, it's really oh, sad. Man. And in that moment, you can kind of see where this series is going. But Brent has actually now come across someone <laughs> who, he, he <laughs> ha- <laughs> who he actually has to overcome now. Like, yeah. they, he's got something to overcome here, we can see this, and it's Neil's popularity, and that's all summed up in that one scene. It's so true, actually. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. He's, he's just been riding roughshod over the whole company, hasn't he? Yeah. Basically, doing whatever he likes, like a kid in a cage. And in that so- one scene, and because even in the first half of the episode, he's kind of, he's still confident, he's still got mm. that series one confidence, but now he gets hits into a wall of mm. Neil's popularity and the Swindon lots nonchalance yeah. and uncaring well they don't of, have to laugh because yeah exactly. they, they don't have to laugh yeah so this in this one scene him sitting down looking at the plate this is a new Brent we're seeing oh, so sad and they love Neil don't they this one yeah and they, they do they genuinely him. love him and they don't love him just because he's the boss and they have to try and indulge him they actually like him but you can see why though he, again he seems charismatic yeah. he seems I think confident. he's a good boss he, yeah he seems oh. like he would be a good boss I don't think Danny's liking this <laughs> Neil's getting a little bit too much we can see we can we can see his little unnecessary digs at Brent but we can also see that to another person, you know, he probably seems like a perfectly nice mm. guy. And we see later on in the series about how he's worried about Brenda's uh, pain not going through. Mm. He jumps yeah. straight on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I have to say, if I could choose between Brent or Neil as a boss, I'd choose Brent all day long. Yeah, I would. Oh. Yeah, just because it'd be more fun to yeah, have. It'd be way more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah get yeah, away yeah. with murder. Like, yeah, more laid back, more fun. More laid back, more fun. Yeah, you can see. If you were going to work somewhere boring like Werner yeah, Mark, Neil would, you, turn, Neil would turn off the, the, the jokes and the smarm and just get really serious if you needed to, if you were pissing about. He would not put up with Gareth. No. But uh, yeah, so Brent uh, trying to try and save some face, trying to pull it back from his defeat yeah. in the meeting. Lunchtime gigs are the worst. Yeah, yeah. He's De- still he's still trying to recover now. In desperation. <clears throat> yeah, he goes up to three guys. I, I'm not even going to try and think of their names to be honest. One of them is that guy though that he was went and spoke to outside the fax machine. Now, I, and I'm a little bit perplexed by this because he claims to be not one of the new lot. But I don't remember him from series one. And this is the guy that when David comes out of his office, David shows him the Inside Paper magazine. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't take any of Brent's nonsense, basically. He, no, yeah, yeah. He's, he's quite, he's not responsive to Brent's. Exactly. He does three times Brent, in this episode. Yeah, three times. He Brent. doesn't indulge him in the slightest. I think it might be Malcolm with a mask. He's also the one that says about the, the, the dog, Nelson the dog, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he's oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the one who shuts yeah. Brent down there. Yeah, yeah, he always shuts him down. But yeah, I don't think he was in the, in the first No, that's series, what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't think, think he I was. I think he's new. But he but he's says not he's one of the swindlers. No, no, he, 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 he says, I know you, and I didn't like it either. Yeah, that's what, yeah they all True. don't like the joke. In fact, Trudy didn't like the joke, but I didn't what? see Trudy there. Well, the only one that did like it, though, was Oliver. Oliver, yeah. He doesn't mind us laughing at him. What harm's being done? Well done. What's that got to do with him? That, to me, that scene is is very iconic comedy. I don't know. There's something about it. And it's quoted endlessly on all these social media groups. Yeah, and he pulls out the joke that Gareth told him earlier. And then as soon as he gets to the punchline, he goes, what did the Queen say? And she goes, the black man's, oh, higher. Is it a black higher? It's the timing and stuff. It's That's a classic comedy moment for me, like a 40 Towers moment or something like that. And he won't finish the joke, though, because he says, oh, no, I'm not going to 
you won't finish it. And then he, then straight away we get a cut to Jennifer and Neil in Brent's office. Yeah. Him sitting down, and for some reason Gareth is sitting next to him. I was going to say what's with his, and he's got his knees together and his hands yeah. sort of like. He looks like, like, like a naughty school kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He what does. is Gareth doing there? Brent probably just. Or do you reckon he followed Brent in, or do you reckon Brent called him? I don't think Brent. I don't know. Him. Maybe I he, he just followed. Maybe Brent he in. and Brent when they're having a conversation, and then Jennifer and Neil joined them. It's possible. Perhaps. But yeah, other than that, I can't see a reason that yeah. he would bring him in. But they're obviously there to give him a dressing down about this joke that he's been yeah. spreading around the new recruits. <laughs> and um, we assume it's all ever told. But 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 yeah, well, you might. You're racist. But you know, what's it got to do? Brent assumes it as well. It's the yeah yeah. I thought it would be the new guy. Neil's just sitting there quiet, just yeah. getting a label and trying to figure out, letting get. I mean, obviously, he's not going to stand up for him, there's no reason to. Like, he, Brent doesn't really deserve yeah, it. And he's in the room. But Neil is just kind of like watching, just, mm -hmm. just taking notes, just figuring it out, maybe seeing, maybe taking notes on how to react to Brent in future Absolutely. when it's him on his own with mm -hmm. Brent. Yeah. And seeing where, how Jennifer feels about Brent's nonsense. Because if, 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 um, if Neil knows that Jennifer responds to Brent quite quite hard, then he knows he's got carte blanche to do the same. Yeah, right? that's it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he yeah. knows he knows he can sort of impose himself a bit on Brent now. And think of how only two weeks ago Jennifer was in there giving him great, like giving him this great news. It was yeah, yeah. Boss, and now she's in there having to tell him off, yeah. <laughs> telling racist jokes in front of new people. It's ridiculous. But then obviously she goes, she says to him, "What's the content of the joke?" Because she she wants to know why it's offensive and what the detail is. Then he goes, "Well, it's not going to be funny now," as if she's but, but actually going to laugh Gareth, at it. Gareth still manages to sneak about it even but, but now. He's, but, he's, but the thing is, that's because he starts telling the joke, and because Gareth's sitting there and Gareth starts sniggering, he's torn between. He, he tells it like there, like it's a joke. Do you know what I mean? He can't tell a joke without telling it yeah, like yeah. a joke, if you know what I mean? He, he can't just if explain. I tell it well enough, they're going to laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not so. going to tell me off once they know the joke. Exactly. <laughs> and then straight to hear it. Yeah. And then when she's got him banged to life, she just goes, oh, it was his joke. Yeah. Literally, literally, like, he's literally a naughty eight-year-old at this yeah. point. It's a myth. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gareth gets the great punchline at the end of it. It's a myth. I don't know, Jennifer. I could show you a magazine where, literally... Could you? Well, I haven't got it with me, but when you're next in... It Neil. does make you wonder what kind of pornos he has under his belt, doesn't it? <laughs> but the thing is, Je Jennifer knows these guys. She, I mean, she's this is like she's like, oh, you know, this is kind of like part of the course here. Yeah. Imagine Neil be sitting there going, I, I barely know Brent. I definitely don't know Gareth. This is ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can see why Neil would be a bit kind of yeah, kind of suspicious and kind of on the back foot with with Brent and then, going forward. Of course, as they're going out, um, oh, this is so yeah, yeah, he, he tries to like you know make like with Neil like oh yeah oh yeah she's just being careful yeah but obviously Neil's having none of it and then he says the gay thing. And that's not a gay stereotype the, the wrong way. I'm not saying that is the wrong way. I'm saying it's a way. And some women like it the wrong way, don't they? And they're straight. It doesn't matter if you're straight or gay. You know, a lot of people are. They're one in ten apparently. That seems a bit high. Isn't it? One in five seems a bit high. I always thought that was a, a bit of a lift from Partridge. One in ten. One in ten. One in five really would be a bit high. Yeah. Could you know the scene I mean in that? One in Partridge where he's talking about exactly. yeah. any epileptics get out now because statistically four of you are and, and whatever it is are gay. He actually says that in Alan yeah, Partridge and it's a yeah. real direct lift from that. But yeah, maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's a reference. Maybe it's a sort of but, a, a little nod. No, I think wasn't it's just that a, series two though? Of I'm Alan Partridge? Yeah. yeah. Right, Series 2 of Iron Partridge was shown after Series 2 of The Office. Ooh. Really? Yes. Same autumn. I remember clearly watching them back to back. Well, I yeah, always think of Partridge as way before The Office. No, the second series was 2002. It followed directly on from The Office Series no, 2. No, so, me knowing you and I'm Alan Partridge Series 1 were before The Office. They were right into the yeah, 90s, so early, yeah. mid 90s, that, weren't they? Probably right. especially, there was a big gap. Especially Series 1 of I'm Alan Partridge, I think that was 97. That's yeah. very much a but, forerunner of The Office. Yeah. And when I mean when series two came out, following on from series two of the office, people said how dated it looked compared to the office. Yeah. 
They Seriously, said, Dave, they said David Brent has made Alan Partridge look passe yeah. mm. by taking cringe to a whole new level. Which, looking back on it, Series 2 of Iron Man, I remember being disappointed by Series 2 of Iron Man. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Now, though, but looking I back love now, it now, yeah, yeah, now with, with a bit of distance. Yeah, yeah the bit about the molten lava and the molten Bramley apple and the apple pie. Dan! Dan! Yeah, it was fun. Save it for the Alan Partridge podcast. Oh, we should do an Alan Partridge I'd love that. What are you doing with the monkey Adam business? So, uh, <laughs> fresh off the back of being bollocked by uh, Jennifer and Neil, David goes straight out there to Oliver. And then straight away he commits another faux pas by talking about marijuana and Scooby Doo and his Dooby Doo. Yeah, Scooby I mean, Jen- Jennifer makes her quick and, exit and, then, and gets out of there. And then, yeah, and then, right. and then cut, cut to straight bang, in again. Straight in again. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't advocating the use of drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, once again he's put his foot in it. Racial. But, you know, he's not racist. It's just no. Brent's not racist. He's just clumsy. Just yeah, incredibly clumsy. He's so hyper aware of all that kind of um, as we see where we know from series one. He's so hyper aware of this uh, of, of um, social, uh, what's, you know, political correctness. Yeah, yeah. That he. I mean, I guess almost puts his foot in it too much. Like he's so, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost like he's he's so aware of it, but he's trying to make it like he's not aware. Do you know what I mean? But in his heart, I don't think he is particularly PC. I don't think he's racist, but I think he's a bit old-fashioned. I mean, he, yeah. yeah, he's very, he's very, he's well, very, he's very, aw- he's very aware of it. I think he's a bit yeah. like Gareth's dad actually in the next scene because Gareth does a talking <laughs> head when actually he says, "My dad says puffs instead of gays, birds instead of women, darkies instead of colours." <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie Crook gets some bloody good talking yeah. to us in this show. Yeah, 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 Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's no selfishness from Ricky Gervais and Steve. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, show. definitely not. No, no, no. They kind of, yeah, they they deal out their the uh, good lines equally. Who's gonna have a laugh doing the talking head? Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So now we've got um, everybody standing around, and they've been standing around drinking and eating for quite some time. By the looks, it's weird that they're drinking. It is weird that they're drinking, isn't it, in this office? In the yeah, they of the do. Day. But that, that was back it's in just, that time. That was part of the culture was to have a drink. My at office, work. My office I, now, you still get one on a Friday. I remember. Yeah, but they wouldn't have done this every time, though. It's just because it's no, it was a one-off. It's a special yeah. thing it's because the Swindon. I don't remember any other time where. But again, to be fair, technically, this is the fourth party in now seven episodes. I said it before. Parties just lead to good television, don't they? It's something. It's something. It's true, I know, I know. This is a party. But for a show that... You better fuck off home when you're pregnant, you can. Oh yeah, congratulations to uh, Megan and Harry, by the way, since you mentioned it. (laughs) We care as much as she does about her raw baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you let some useless ginger blow his bees at you. Whoa. Alright, alright. Prince Harry, if you're listening, watch The Office. This is treason. Oh yeah, because Prince Harry's definitely listened to this. I bet bet Prince Harry would like The Office. I bet he would like The Office. He does like The Office. He dressed as a Nazi for his party once upon a time. He's got a good sense of humour. <laughs> yeah, that means it's a good sense of humor, doesn't it? Definitely. That's definitely a call. Yeah, dressing as a Nazi. That's definitely calling God a good sense of humor. All right, whatever. So, <laughs> so we've now. I don't agree with that. So the next shot we've got is with. Um, Tim and Gareth and Keith standing there and, and Rachel's there as well. Rachel just, being a new character for Swindon yes. introduced in this series. The Actually the new love interest yeah, as exactly. it will become straight for away, Tim. Yeah, straight away establishes What do we think of Rachel? I'm, I'm a bit surprised that she goes for Tim to be honest. Why? Really? It seems Fisher a bit Price illogical. Fisher-Price man. Yeah, <laughs> well, makes, no, he makes me think, think, so think so something's... a nice guy. Makes me, very... yeah, but deni- yeah, but nice guys traditionally don't yeah, get laid like, that's not is true Danny that's just a that's just you it's a myth <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's a myth I don't know I could show you anecdotes where literally <laughs> yeah. uh, could you, could you? <laughs> no, but Danny 
Who, what other options has she got in the office? <laughs> well, no, it just seems strange that in Keith. series one, he's like this painfully like geeky, shy man. I don't think he's he painfully not. geeky. Only, no. Suddenly, she just jumps on it. It seems to me like she's should be more likely to go for Gareth. He hasn't missed a single day off work. <laughs> Danny, you're putting your own hang-ups onto Tim. Yeah. Tim is popular. Just because he seemed a bit awkward at Chasers, in front of everyone at the office, he's like he's like the fun-loving prankster. Think about the seri- in series one when he goes to throw Gareth's... Uh, in fact, the first episode, isn't it? When he goes to throw the, the thing out the window. And I suppose... Everyone's laughing. He's kind of really kind of like bringing the office I don't know together. If it, I don't know but if it's fun-loving, though, because his delivery is very dry. Also, in series two, he's, he's kind of a different Tim, isn't he? He's like this, in this one episode, he's like this officious little... Yes. Maybe that's where the confidence comes from. And also, maybe, also, maybe that's why she's seen I mean, a different Tim to the one we know and love, he's which being, I'd, I'd agree with. He's being closed off and stripped of himself and become more Brentish because he's trying to put up a guard against Dawn, right? But now that Rachel's come along, he can kind of let it down a little bit. And he does. The first thing they do, they have a little joke about Pop My Pink and mm. all that kind of stuff. But I and just, also, I don't, just think... don't like Rachel. You don't like her? She leaves me cold. She annoys me. She is a little bit annoying. I don't mind Rachel. I think think her dress sense is completely inappropriate for the workplace. And and (laughs) I I just think that, I just think, yeah, the Tim that gets with Rachel is not the Tim we know, and the Rachel's not the girl that the Tim in series one would get with. No, no. It's different to me. It's it's like Tim's evolved now into the guy who gets next to Yeah, you've got to get over it, Danny. This isn't series one anymore. This is a new world, right? He's on a new pay structure. No, but also, Danny, I think that that's part of the point, though, is that he can't. He, whoever isn't Dawn is second. Is the second option? Is a second, you know, second place. What are the so, options again? <laughs> well, Do you know Brent, what he's Dawn or Rachel? <laughs> I don't think there's anything unrealistic about Tim. About a woman so. going for Tim. Yeah, I think no, he's no, quite funny. He's he's yeah. pretty. He's pretty like he's down to earth. In the first series, we had a bit of a do we like Malcolm or not. And we put it out to the group and we got quite a good response. Most people, the hashtag fuck Malcolm thing. <laughs> do yeah. we like Rachel? I'm just in What do we think I of Rachel? Like, well, I like Rachel? I'm, I'm, I'm I indifferent right. I don't her. think she's enough of an interesting character to warrant no, the hashtag. I mean, she, she's literally no. just a love interest she's for Tim. Just, she's just... She's she serves she's, a purpose, right? She's, she's, just a, she's the, a third point in a triangle that we desperately yeah. need between Tim and Dawn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's literally her function as a character. The, the most interesting thing she says, I think, is when Gareth, she says to Gareth, uh, you'd, you'd prefer it if I was facing the other way. <laughs> she says, I'd really like that if you was wearing a skirt. <laughs> she is kind of annoying, though. The way she sits on a desk to talk to him. Yeah, like, no. yeah, the things that end up grating on Tim later on in the series and the yeah. things that end up grating on everyone. Like, on the audience. Well, we'll yeah, get to that yeah, when we get can, to that. But at the moment, him. actually, bearing in mind we don't know what's going to happen, yeah, just in this we've just got a bit of innocent flirtation yeah. here. She's a yeah. new, new person. Right. It's a great, she's, she's a great plot device, though, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so that's, yeah. She serves Definitely her purpose. Needed, yeah. Yeah, she, like Neil, but not as developed as Neil. She serves a great purpose in this series. And it brings an air of change about this series with the influx of the new But also, don't be like a centered in, I think. She's a triangle between Tim and, and Dawn, obviously. But actually, in this very in this well, scene she's here, she's a square. Well, it's no, 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 as well. no, no. Well, yeah. But she's a triangle for limit for T. Uh, for limit. T- t- <laughs> Spit it out. She's a, she, <laughs> your boyfriend said last night. <laughs> <laughs> so she, you don't have one idea. <laughs> she forms this triangle with uh, Tim and Dawn, but also she forms a bit of a triangle with Tim and Gareth as well, because now they have this instant yeah. competition about yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah, with yeah. this girl. So she does spark up a uh, rivalry there that was never there between the two of them, and yeah. obviously Gareth asks Tim to step aside because he's cramping his style (laughs) and a brilliant facial reaction from Tim as well I don't know if you guys noticed that in that moment it's wonderful but uh, he does his thing with his hand in his eyes and he goes I saw her first yeah (laughs) what that's one of the arguments (laughs) (laughs) brilliant so now we've got Tim walking past Dawn's desk and uh, Dawn says to him they collected this he doesn't really care of course they've collected it but she just wants an excuse to talk to him so she starts talking to him and saying how bored she is shall we wind up Gareth 
something that was always a winner with Tim. She could always get a laugh out of that, and yeah. they could always get them closer together. But Tim knocks her back now, which is something that's quite difficult to see. Yeah, throughout the throughout the episode, Dawn's been trying to kind of rekindle the yeah. old friendship they had. Not a relationship. I, I think she's. I think she knows why he's acting this way, mm. but she's just kind of mourning the friendship they used to have. Yeah. I mean, she because she, she didn't. Just like Tim, she didn't have. She doesn't have that kind of connection with anyone else in the office either. Mm. So she's she's just trying to yeah. Rekindle. She must be bored. Yeah, she's but just Tim, to, yeah. Especially since she's she's distant from everyone. At least Tim's got Gareth to just talk to. Yeah. Dawn's got no one to talk to all day. So yeah, she's trying to rekindle that relationship, that friendship they had. And throughout the whole day, Tim's just knocking her back, just being Mister Official Boss Man. But then he notices that actually, when he looks round, she's looking at him, and that's the trigger yeah, yeah. to go and have the laugh again. Uh, with yeah, Gareth, yeah, yeah. That actually he thinks, oh, actually I really hurt her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Me being like this is actually her, and it's just, the light. He sees the light, and he goes over, and it's actually really sweet what he says about the diary. Yeah, yeah, that twenty-minute yeah. window, and you can see her face just light up. And yeah, she's so happy that when she, she takes nice. her off into And that again, room. and it's the first time since episode, since episode four, but we uh, we see them kind of being mates again. It's yeah. nice to see. Yeah, yeah. So since David's infamous speech to the swindle lot, yeah, we've seen everyone's now kind of got, gone back to their work. They've dispersed. The drinks are down. Party's over. They've now gone back to work, and but we see. Yeah. Brent has just been stewing over this yep. and ruminating really bad in, speech. in his failure for the whole rest of the Told afternoon. Told off twice yeah. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, yeah, exactly. All of it. It's all just built up. The bad speech, being bollocked by, by Jennifer. Yeah. Not only so, he's done his big thing. He's tried to make his jokes. He's realised that A, the people don't like it. Yeah. B, his bosses are going to bollock him for it. Yeah. And if he tries it again, they'll bollock him again. And actually, he's being really put in his place here and he's and not can, used to it. And we and we get these little cutaways to in, in between seeing these shots of people just back to work, we just see Brad sitting in his office, just mm. the cogs turning. Just and really he, sad, like yeah. reflecting on yeah, it, yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. man alive, maybe I'm not as funny as I think I am. Maybe, no, they must have misunderstood. I'll go and check. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's yeah. nail this now. And yeah. he goes back out and he says, excuse me, everybody, I, I'm mainly talking to the Swindon lot here. First of all, he calls in the Swindon lot yeah, and yeah, insta yeah. instantly alienates everybody. Yeah. Uh, and he says, you know, maybe you didn't understand the jokes. Maybe you didn't understand the jokes. I'm a bit annoyed that you went to see Jennifer and not to me. Who he's, was it, by the way? He's reaching out to them. He's trying to make them his friend. He tries it again in episode two in the pub lunch. Yeah. But yeah. he fails miserably. But he's not his page, yeah. But again, but this, just, this is how he does it. He's yeah. doing it in the worst the possible way. Because he's been overthinking it for the whole afternoon. He's, yeah, he's on the back foot and he does it in a defensive way. That's the problem. And he does it in a way that isolates the people that he's talking to so that they have no choice but to get their their hackle back up again yeah yeah exactly yeah, so yeah. she goes i don't think you should be laughing at black people yeah and that just escalates it again yeah. so again yeah so, but, he so, says it's not a witch hunt but it absolutely is a witch yeah, hunt. yeah exactly and important she's here a witch is, she's all right enough she's not done anything wrong she's she's just had to move all the way to slough from swindon and this could have got another job <laughs> <laughs> you and your other jobs yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was 2001 remember there was no recession on <clears throat> oh, bloody hell. right but yeah <laughs> it's trudy and brenda they're the ones that, well, they're the ones that admit yes. to going to Jennifer. Yes. And they say, and, 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 and Brent's completely like thrown by this. He's like, well, why would you? I, it did not. It was a, it was a joke about black people. So why would you possibly? He doesn't mind us laughing yeah, at him while yeah, arms being done. He can't see why someone would be offended oh, by something so that doesn't directly affect them. He, he thinks he's surprised they didn't come to him. Why would they come to him? They don't know him. You will never work in a place like this again. This is brilliant fact. Yeah. And you'll never have another boss like me, someone who's basically a chilled out entertainer. Yeah? He, re he reveals his whole MO, doesn't he? That, you know, I'm a chilled out entertainer. This is it, I was yeah. going to say. Has but, he said yeah. that before? No. That is, it's, so, yeah, so this is what I mean. Series two, episode one, you know. And that's yeah. how Brent remembers. So that's what yeah. we were saying earlier. Basically, just series, a chilled out entertainer. Series two, Brent, is the one that everyone remembers. And he so sets that right, out yeah. there. He reveals yeah, yeah, that yeah, whole but philosophy. It's, it's very desperate, Brent. isn't it? Because yeah. the subtext of this whole speech is please let me get away with this. Please let me carry on. This is how I like to run my office. Please don't make me. 
You know, he's feeling their respect slip through his fingers. Yeah, and exactly. He's grasping it. He's losing who yeah. he is by these guys. And because if he doesn't have that, if he doesn't have this kind of like being the chilled out entertainer and all he's got to do is be a kind of like straight straight and narrow boss, mm. he's not good at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. So what else has he got? <clears throat> Well, he's not being the chilled out entertainer either. <laughs> no, well, no, but he doesn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet he does know, but he's not a good boss. I think that's the problem. So obviously he does this really awkward thing where at the end he says, you know, if I had my way, the place would be full of them. He's, he's lucky that Oliver know. doesn't seem too phased because Oliver could have yeah. gone fucking mental yeah, about yeah. that. Oliver but he's, he's very gone. lucky that Oliver's mm. chilled. You yeah. Know? yeah, 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 yeah. And Oliver's his fault because, you know, he's always, he keeps on, his, every time he's training on the line, he always looks at Oliver for approval. Like later he's on, desperate he, to impress Oliver, yeah. Like we know the no woman, no cry in the office black guy love him. <laughs> and um, you know, the Denzel yeah, so Washington true. and Sydney Poitier. Yeah, he's yeah, well, always desperate look. he's well, yeah, always yeah. looking and with, when he's talking about Nelson Mandela, he's looking at Oliver for approval. Yeah, yeah. He wants Oliver to approve him as yeah. a politically correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this this whole speech has a, a run of just classic quotes. If I had my way, the place would be full of them, wouldn't it, Gareth? Yeah, or half an hour. Yeah. That is my favourite. Yeah. That's the melting pot, please. So there's your racist for you. All of these classic quotes are just in like a 10 second like period. Yeah. Just, they, just, they just reel them off <laughs> one after the other. Yeah. So yeah. And then he does the hand gestures at the end. And then of course he goes back to his office. He leaves got... it on that, there's your racist. Yeah. He kind of there's leaves it on racist. this, oh. he, he almost leaves it like he's, like he's won the day kind yeah. of like, there's your racist. So then as, as, the, from the, as they're all sort of from the fallout of Brent's little turn there mm. Tim and Dawn have now their rapport has almost become oh it's healed even, isn't it yeah and even yeah. more natural than they've ever been together so Tim lets his guard down they actually touch they actually touch he lets his guard down completely and yeah, dances yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I, I have to say I was watching this episode and yeah the Brent's speech is awkward right and, and we talked about that being the pinnacle of awkward humour but I find Lee's shove of yeah. Tim and Tim's reaction afterwards I cringe more at that and the way yeah. Tim's just yeah. alright you know, just he's oh, just. You can feel uh, your heart beating yeah, for him, yeah. can't you? I cringe more at that. Oh, that gets more of a reaction than Brent's because I'm laughing at Brent's speech. You don't laugh there. You're like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's so raw, oh, isn't it? It's raw. Yeah. It's like we were saying in the last episode, in the in the series series one episode six episode, that it's like that is the equivalent of like a nuclear bomb going off in an action film because yeah. there's no there, there is no violence there's nothing big like that in the office so it's a shock to the system that happened yeah yeah mm. and it's yeah exactly like you said it's good because there's no violence if he'd punched him actually i think it would have been less it wouldn't have meant, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't yeah, have been yeah, as yeah, impactful yeah. the fact means that he less. just pulled him away it means less come on Danny, line up <laughs> missing obvious ones here yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sharpen your game and if there was any doubt that boss the, the, the boss man tim era is over it definitely over now. He's been kind of embarrassed again in, by in by the Lee and Dawn situation yeah, in front yeah. of the whole office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cringe yeah, yeah. isn't it? So it's back to how we felt after training. Yeah, comes full circle. Comes Tim full comes circle. full circle yeah, from yeah, yeah. this re responsible, and then he puts himself back into the world of the, you know, Tim and Dawn, the dance that they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah for a moment, I never thought about that. Like, yeah, yeah, for a moment he lets his guard down, puts yeah. her back into it, and he's just embarrassed. Just gets again. hurt again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because he's wanted to like to be friendly with her, and she's wanted to be friendly with him for so long that they basically just they've let go of all their inhibitions yeah. and they're actually just getting catching up on missed time. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? In their but again, it's, that's setting up it's a... Floodgates, just basically. Okay. Yeah. That's setting up an arc and some drama for the series. Mm. Now we know that, right, that's the threat. Lee is act will actually get physical with yeah. Tim now. Tim's back to normal. Yeah. Lee's, Lee's aware. Oh. Oh. We, know, we know there's a potential, yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. for, for, this, for things to, to escalate beyond where they have been, especially yeah. now that Lee knows what's going on. So guys, in terms of the first episode of a series, how do we think? Are we happy with this? It's a pretty good episode, Brilliant. right? I've been oh, pretty... Yeah. 
great episodes. Escalation. The, ne the next one's funny even better. Escalation. The, yeah. This is brilliant. No, but in terms of, yeah, Fact. in terms of moving on from series you will one. You'll never watch another program like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. Yeah. But it's true, though, I agree. I think it, it, in terms of getting <coughs> back into the into another new series, it kind of resets mm. a lot of the characters that were starting to drift yeah. off into different things. We get lots of new characters, and Neil is, you know, something that's going to turn the screw on, on David. Just, but just for setup, and moving us on from series one, setting us up for the drama of series two, and there's actually now reflecting on it this it, it seems like it's setting up like personal stakes for this series whereas mm. in series one it was, it was professional stakes it was the redundancy thing that's that was the through line of the series it's more now it's personal mm. it's it's leave it's what, me personally <laughs> yeah it's brent versus neil it's it's uh tim and dawn with Sorry. you know lee encroaching yeah no, it's so it's, it's 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 all yeah there's there's all this setup that, that, that this episode does so well along with mm. some absolutely classic moments and just really is... funny as well no apologies necessary, let's get on with the quiz. But. It's time for the quiz. Hey. So, you know, those of you that don't know me, I'm Danny Arnold, those of you that do, keep still. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear everyone's buzz this week. <laughs> Mr. Jack Kendall. Right. <laughs> That's not going to get annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Seth Bolton. Very sophisticated this time, Danny, I like it. It's about a black man's cock. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's uh, heard it before. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and James. Uh... Do not know where a kick's mouth is. <laughs> that doesn't even sound like David Brown. That's weird. When you hear it from there, it doesn't sound right. It's strange. All right. Anyway, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. <coughs> Pardon me. So hang on, Question. hang on. This is a completely fresh start, right? Because yes. we're going to do two different tournaments yeah. four again. So you won. Oh, I, so, so I won the last won. one. James won series one, the series one quiz. Yeah. yeah. So we're on we're on zero. We're all on zero. Yeah. Start again. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like it. Perfect. Yeah. Chance to redeem myself. Yeah. Because I kind of dropped out of it at the end of the last but series. But you know, if, it, if it's a dead heat after the two series and the Christmas special, we'll go down to episode difference to decide it. I say okay. So, so yeah, I thought we'd do a big special quiz, like the big one at the end. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Winner takes all. Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> you get on with it, ignorant. Get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> Question number one. Fingers on buzzers because I think we all know this. Where did David Brent first meet Neil? <laughs> I think I heard the cookie jar yeah, first. All right, okay. Right. Ipswich conference. Ipswich conference indeed, go. and he was a little bit drunk. Already revealed <laughs> earlier in the episode, but hey. Okay, right. So, next question. What does David Brent point at as evidence of him being a laugh? It's about a black man's cock. Seth. <laughs> Seth. What does David Brent point out as being a <laughs> like, It's a being we love. Why are you showing Neil around? Um, um, monkey. Monkey. Oh, well, of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'll be honest, when I pressed the buzzer, I didn't know the answer. Oh, that's I, great, isn't it? But I, but I figured it out, so, you well, know. Right, don't press it, it unless you've got one ready. Admits it. Admits it. Admits it. But I still three. got it, right? Sometimes an amateur will stitch up a bush. This is a tricky one, so think about this. What percentage personnel change has there been since series one? 25%? He gave a range. He gave a range. 20 to 25%. Yeah. I'll let you have that. 20 to 25%, I remember now. Yeah. Okay, question number four. Now, fingers on buzzers because we all know this. How old is the inside paper? I heard Hitchmo first. 18 months. Yeah. 18 months old, yes. <laughs> Question number five. Again, things on buzz because I think we all know this. How long has it been since the party? I heard the black man's cock yeah, first. How long has it been since the party? You can't, you can't, can't keep doing that. that. He doesn't even know. Right, okay, oh. so he hasn't got one. Pressure. Right, get into me. Uh, Jack. I don't. Uh, uh, two weeks. 
Two weeks indeed. So that's quite an important point. In the show's universe, it's only two weeks that have passed since the end of series one and the beginning of series two. So don't forget that. Yeah, in yeah. Yeah, it was a year between showing them, but actually this is only. Was it how long was it? Thirteen months, in fact. Two. Yeah, it was a year between them actually being broadcast. But see, I really love it because we've got the uh, XFM shows that were being broadcast during that period, and obviously there's loads of references to them talking about it. And also, you can see watching XFM. I haven't really done the timeline or anything, but there's so many times when. They take things that are said on the XFM show. Yeah, 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 and they use it, it in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a, a lot of what Carl says yes. ends up in Gareth's mouth. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, you walk right into that one. <laughs> anyway, so. Okay, next question. And, and Ricky's stand up, to be fair. Yeah, what? yeah, that. Wait, in fact, what? there's some things that Merchant says that Ricky uses on his stand up. Yeah. yeah. Got a problem with Ricky now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. This is <laughs> this is going to be a two-pointer. I'm asking for three things. So if you get one, of them you get no points. If you get two, of them you get one point. If you get what? three, of them you get two. Same points. standards. Yeah. Always the same. Always, Always the same. The same. It, yeah, it's going to be two of these. Yeah, there's only one. <laughs> actually, get on with it. Yeah, it's going get to be two. Yeah. Okay. Question number six. What three things does Neil not need? Come James, oh, I want he's good at these. Okay. You might get them mixed up. This is hard. I'm a man of simple pleasures. Oh god, yeah. I, I don't need beautiful women, beautiful restaurants, fine restaurants, and fast cars. No, um, you can have. It's actually um, beautiful girls was correct. Um, so I guess girls can be with women. Fast cars, but fast cars was and not in their restaurants. restaurants. Oh, it's not. And it wasn't. Cl- it wasn't fine restaurants. Fancy restaurants. It was classy restaurants. Are you serious? You're going to screw me out of points well, on the difference. I'll give you yeah, one point. So what was the other point? If I just said restaurants, girls, I would have got it. What was the other thing? Points, but I'm offering another point to anyone who can tell me the third thing. So I don't need beautiful women. Anyone who can tell me the last thing, you get a point. You have to buzz. Beautiful women, classy restaurants. Jesus, what was it? Okay. Okay, when you think about Hang cars, on. would not be specific to Slough, would they? Because no. cars, give us a clue, Danny. Give us a clue for the last thing. So that would be a silly thing. Give us a, give us a clue. Or just like tell us what it is. Um, my parents had a paper one until it blew away. It's about a black man's cock. Great shops. Lovely houses. Lovely houses. Uh, yes. Lovely houses. Very Actually, good. Yeah, that's a bit of a rubbish <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay, so James gets one point for that. Um, yeah. And yeah, the second point no one took. Uh, question number seven. Things on buzz, I think you know this. What questions does Prince Philip ask Camilla in the Black Man's Cock Joke? What do you say? Can I put it in my mouth? Can I put it in my <laughs> mouth? Yes. Correct. So, right, with one question to go, James is on four, Jack's on three, oh Seth my. is on one. What has happened? So... Yeah. But Jack can still win because it's another two point coming up. There we go, there we go. Right, so again, two points for three, one point for two, nothing for just one. What three things does Gareth's dad say to describe gay people, women, and black people? Gays instead of queers. Wait, did I go? No, wrong, way wrong. Uh uh, that's wrong. Oh. Um, But you can still do the other You can still Um, get the other point though. uh, Coloureds instead of darkies, and. um, uh, wrong way around. No, no, you keep you keep darkies instead of coloureds. And yes, but you said it the wrong way around first, didn't you? Oh, oh give it to him. You got it. You know what you're okay, saying. Okay, correct at last. Oh, wait, what and, was and what, was other and what, and what did you wait, say? Wait, what did women? I say? I said queers. Women. Is... What did yeah. you say? Oh, um, birds <laughs> instead of women. 
You just gave that one to him. I didn't. I didn't yeah, tell you did. You said with it. That's obvious. Daddy, there's one about the Suez Canal in a minute. No, no. The, the, the question was, what did he say to describe gay people? Yeah, but he, black just, people. he was trying to figure out what the third one was, and you said women, and then well, it's obvious. Okay. Isn't yeah. it? I'm going to give another point to whoever says the thing is for gay people. What is that? Puff. Do not know where it hits most. Puff. James wins it with Puff. <laughs> <laughs> so James is the champion of the quiz. Yeah. Like once again. You guys better pull your socks up. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, I'm kind of that again. Yeah. I started off really well, right at the beginning of the first series, and I've declined. Also, my phone, I just have to say, is a lot quieter than your two. Yeah, why is your phone so quiet? No, oh, it's, it's a shit phone. Look at it. How old is it? Well, it's 5C. I've oh, there since, you go. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it since 2014, and it was old then. Upgrade your phone, that's part of it. You get more out of it in the long run, I promise you that. You're right with the quiz in the long run. Anyway, on the subject of quizzes, because even if you fail at our quizzes, and this is a message for the audience at home, even if you fail at our quizzes, there's going to be a live quiz, and I don't just mean live on Facebook, I mean a live quiz where Danny's going to be hosting and you guys can come down and join us, because on the 12th of April 2019, at the Ritzy in Brixton, we're going to be having a party. We're going to be having our own... End of financial year and spiritual yeah. sky party. So we've got special DJs coming in. They're going to be playing all of these office tracks from across all of the series. We're going to be doing a big quiz with Danny hosting. And we're going to do some other fun stuff like... Uh, something for the old people. Something for the old people, what, yeah. What time's the meal beforehand? <laughs> so anyway, we're going to post the, um, the events on Facebook. So if anybody just goes onto our Word and Blog page, you should be able to find the event on there. And like I say, it's on the 12th of April, end of the financial year, and spirits are in the sky party. We've got a band playing all the songs, a quiz, blind date competition, David Brent dance-off. DJ set, that kind of stuff. So if you like quoting The Office and want to be around people who do the same, then come along. That might scare some people off, actually. Yeah. It's not just... Actually, it will just be constant quoting. So, so if you like that, Danny's up for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, this basically rounds off the first episode of Series 2. Well done, everybody. Excellent yeah. analysis. And Excellent are... quiz, Danny. So, you know, more laid back, more fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'd say about Series 2 so far. So, yeah, we and the show, yeah, are hitting the ground running. I think it's... it's it's a great start to the new series. For they had a really good show. chat. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a break, and we hope that everyone feels reinvigorated to listen to the podcast. But the show is yeah. now going to be weekly again. So we had yeah, well, there was a there was like a month break between series one and series two, but now it's yeah, it's now going to be weekly again. So keep checking your feeds or wherever you get your podcasts from every yeah. week now. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and make sure that you pass this podcast out to your friends that like The Office. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Boring, isn't it? Fancy with them testicles. Not for me. I like it. Women are dirty. And I'm boring myself. Talking about it.